Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Well, good afternoon. This is Anything Goes. This is my segment I'm allowed. My name is Bennett Pomerantz, and uh, I just, I got to tell you, the guest I have today is, she is a true, I've known you for X years, I don't want to say how long, but she Mm -hmm. has done, (laughs) this is a woman, and I'm not trying to embarrass her, that says, oh yeah, I'm writing for Sojourner Magazine. And uh, she says, I want to get like you, Bennett, and uh, write, write stuff like you, like a column or whatever. And she has more than uh, sufficed with um, her erotica, her books. She, she has a new collection that I have a copy of since she gave me a copy of it of erotic fairy tales. And if you haven't read, if you thought fairy tales were for kids, they ain't. And Booby, you really don't know what you're missing. Ladies and gentlemen, my friends, my, uh, I, there are other words I can use, but <laughs> Elizabeth Black. Thank you, Bennett. Uh, it's great to be on the show with you again. I always like being on your show. Well, I I love you being on the show. I I love you Mm -hmm. uh, just, I mean, the the first thing, and I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell the audience the truth. The first thing I asked is how's her husband and her son. That was all that mattered, you know. Yep. I know how she is, but how's her husband how's her son? Truth or lie? No, I know that. But truth or lie, I mean, I tell the truth. Um, now, I will tell you this. She, Elizabeth Black can write a story. And if you haven't, and I know it's come, it's going to be, she's going to get copies again of Don't Call Me Baby. You've got to get it. It is, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm prejudiced, Okay. <laughs> I think it is, uh, when Night Owl gave it four and a half stars review, I was impressed. It just blew me away. Well, it was a Night Owl pick. Yeah, I know. Night Owl pick badge out of it. Who do you think used to work for Night Owl had suggested it? No, I know, yeah. You had your your column there. I used to read it. Yeah. 
I got to find another publisher who's going to pick it up because right now it's out of print. And it is one of my favorite well, books. I really need to, that's, to get that's, find somebody that's to find your next for it. Job. That's your next job. Get mm-hmm. it back in print. But I will tell you, um, this lady can do no wrong. I mean, I have been so impressed with her. Um, as a friend, as well as a talented lady, uh, and diverse. Her name is Elizabeth Black, you know, and if you don't know it, you should. She oh, well, is thank you. excellent. <laughs> is your head swelled yet? Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, the check's in the mail, okay. right? Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't do payola. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Oh, I know. Yeah, you don't. You don't get paid for reviews or anything like that. No, you're you're an honest reviewer. When I do the column, the 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 um, editors paid me, not the mm-hmm. not the consumer, not the authors. Oh yeah. And I just like, how do you get paid? The editor pays me. He says, uh, write mm-hmm. 300 words on Don't Call Me Baby. And I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is there anything you like? And I told him, I said, I love movies. And he said to me, he says, write some movie reviews. Right? You know, he says, write those books on tape things you used to love. And I'd do it. Mm-hmm. That's what intrigued me more because I have never, maybe it's me, but I've never seen any of yours on tape, on CD. I have one. I'd have to go dig up the uh, the link, but it's on uh, Nobilis Reads. Uh, Nobilis, I can't remember his last name offhand. Uh, he has a podcast, and he read off one of my erotic stories. And I'll have to go dig up the link somewhere. It's it's buried uh somewhere on my computer. I can get that to you. I I want it, okay? Yeah, I'll get it to you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You went between you and I, you know. The audience has to Mm -hmm. suffer. You between you and I, we will enjoy. I'll Mm -hmm. listen to it and be savoring it like, you know, like anything else. But you also, you know... Tell them about the two books you have upcoming. Oh, one yes. is here, um, you said. One is here now. Oh, two of them are here now, actually, and one of them is upcoming. Um, okay, the first one is the fairy tale book, which is called Happily Ever After, Twisted Versions of Your Favorite Fairy Tales. And speaking of podcasts, I did find it. It's at Nobilis Reed, uh, Nobilis Erotica, and he read off Thumbling, which is one of the stories that's in the book. I, I did my version of, uh, well, Thumbelina. But it's a guy instead of a woman. But um, there's that one that's out now. And Full Moon Fever is still out. That came out about a month ago. And that's a paranormal erotic romance with uh, with werewolves who work on a stage show. So it's, uh, it's a little unusual. And the other one that's out now that's horror is the Horror Zine's Book of Ghost Stories. And my story, The Storm, is in that book. And that also includes short stories by Bentley Little, Joe Lansdale, Elizabeth Massey, and other people. 
And uh, in a couple of months, my story totally, is finished. She's got totally to come unknown, out with it. right? Hmm? I'm sorry. But totally unknown, right? Oh, yeah, totally Especially unknown. Especially this Lansdale guy, right? Oh, yeah, that Lansdale guy, the guy I interviewed twice. <laughs> he was he was a, a wonderful person to talk to. I really like talking to him. I want to get him on my show again. Now, Elizabeth and I also share a um, a um, let me find a better way to say it. She and her husband are great movie buffs, and oh, so yeah. when I'm always, uh, and I look look at her profile and I see that you're running, you're watching X Y Z movie, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's not like let's stump the judge or anything else. It's she is, I mean, she, what was it? One of my favorites, Beauty and the Beast, you and, and your husband. I'm sorry? Which one? The French one, the classic. Oh, the, Co- the Cocteau version. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I love that movie. It's beautiful. I know. Yeah, I a, know. That's a stunning movie. And we were talking, before we got on in, we were talking about my favorite. And she's like stumped that she hadn't either heard of it or she might have heard of it, but she hadn't seen it. And I love this movie called The Last of Sheila. And it only has James Coburn, James Mason, Richard Benjamin, Raquel Welch, uh, Joan Hackett. Um, Diane Cannon and a young Ian McShane. Got an all-star cast. It sounds fantastic. For 1973, and mm-hmm. oh, and directed by Herbert Ross. Mm-hmm. Now Herbert Ross and did. It's, it's called the Last uh, of Sheba. The Last of Sheila. Oh, Sheila. Okay, I got it. I got that. F. It's a murder mystery. It's a comedy. And it's a puzzle. Oh, murder mystery and puzzle and comedy? I'm sold. I got to watch this. (laughs) Well, message me when you're done with it. I own own a copy. And I watch it every four to six months. I love it. But as it says from 19, I think it's 1973. And, you know, Coburn and Mason and uh, uh, a couple others are no longer with us. And it is such a good, good movie. I'm, I'm sorry. I love this kind of a movie. I really enjoy because you didn't, if they did say a foul word, of course, this is 1973, and so basically it wasn't uh, that prevalent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch you watch a, a TV show or a movie these days, the F word is prevalent, the S word is, and, and the word bitch is, is their favorite word these days, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe I just watch different shows because I've never really run into that, unless it's like a specific director that specializes in th- that kind of thing. Well, 
I know that Quentin Tarantino. That's who was. Yes, Quentin. Oh, yeah. Quentin, uh, res, yes, thank you. Somebody just messaged me and said, Reservoir Dogs. Yes, Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs. Mm-hmm. Glorious Bastards. And that's the name of the movie. Don't shoot me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Of course, Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2. And Kill Bill 2, yes. I like Kill Bill 1 more than I like Kill Bill 2, but, you know. Uh, yeah, and of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think my favorite With, movie yeah. of his is From Dusk Till Dawn. I like From Dusk Till Dawn. That's such a good movie. Boy, that one is full of well, words. <laughs> and Chief yeah, Marin yeah. has all of them. A lot of more ones, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I love DiCaprio and Pitt together. And mm-hmm. it's a buddy movie, and and Quentin brought them together, and it just is a it talks about Sharon Tate, and it talks about other things from 1969, and uh, oh, I mean, we need okay, even though it had a lot of four-letter vocabularies in it. We still need some of these wonderful movies, and I wish oh, we yeah. have directors that would take the risk like that. Quentin does. Quentin Tarantino does. They don't do that anymore. Everything is it has to be a sequel, equal, or fecal. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it depends where you look. I mean, I, there are a lot of sequels and prequels and all that stuff, but you know, if you look hard enough, you'll find some real gems. But yeah, they're, I mean, the commercialism is still in there with the movies, but you know, they got to make money, especially now with uh, with the virus going around. Oh, I understand. I got a question mm-hmm. for you. This sure. came from Dana. Thank okay. you, Dana. Dana asked. If you would do, if someone would do a movie of "Don't Call Me Baby," I. By the way, Miss Black, I read. I'm not. I'm not saying this to you. I've read the book already. My quotes on the back of it, I know. But Miss Black, um, you, I read "Don't Call Me Baby." Who would you want for a movie of it? Oh boy, that's a good question. I never really thought about that. Thank you, Dana. I'd that say, ain't my uh, question. Yeah, I know. Let me think. Um, trying to think of who today would be. I would say Scarlett Johansson to play the main lead. And I mean, she she could do it, and she would. She's a draw. She would pull people in. And as as far as the male lead, hmm, let me think. The male lead. Uh, he's quite a bit older. I'm not sure. Well, I think sure Brad Pitt would be. Brad Pitt could do it. He's about, you know, he's a little young, but he, no, no, he's the right age. He's about my age. He's he's a little old, but I think he could do it. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I could see Scarlett Johansson and Brad Pitt. Yeah, they they make a good movie. Okay. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. There will be sparks flying all over the place. Oh, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) That's what I mean by sparks flying. I don't think so. 
<laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> we have a, you have one of your short stories which I love, uh, and it's it's called "Climbing Her Tower." Oh, that's a novella. It's not a short story. It's almost a novel. It's pretty close to being a novel. Yeah, that's it's my one that's of my your stories. Yeah, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to play it? Oh, Rapunzel. Um, you know, she has, I don't know what she's been doing lately, but I like, I like Portia de Rossi for that. She's retired and playing Mr. Mr. Ellen DeGeneres. Ah, yeah, I know she hadn't done anything lately, but I'm like, yeah, she, she'd be perfect for that. I have to think of somebody else. I don't. I can't think of anybody. I'm drawing a complete blank. Um. Hmm. Mila Jovovich. She could do it. Originally, when I read it, I know. But when I read it, well, as I said, originally when I read your story, it's been years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. I I wanted Jennifer Grey with a wig. Ooh. You know, anybody that gets the barrel. Well, with a wig now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see Jennifer Grey. Right right. Yeah. Jennifer Grey. And I'm not talking dirty. Even though, yes, that's the same Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. It's I was thinking the Jennifer Grey from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She has enough snow. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Well, it's too bad she got that news job because now you don't recognize her. But she's still Jennifer Grey, so there's that. Let me ask you, because you and I are great uh, film buffs, and I know this. Mm -hmm. Do you think the film industry will ever recover from this? You know, we have millions of... Mm -hmm. I I think it will. It's going to be different because... Meeting in person is going to be a bit of a problem for a while. Um, I'm not well. I'm not in, involved in the film industry anymore. I used to be, so the, they'll find ways around it. You know, they'll find ways around the virus and to be able to film and you know, release more movies. And I think the future is going to be in streaming rather than movie theaters because a lot. I mean, they're having. Uh, you know, brand new content for Netflix and Hulu and get some really good shows out there that are, you know, direct to streaming. So I think that's where the future lies, especially since, you know, with the virus, more people are staying home. Do you think they would do it like it all in the studio with a full forest? I'm saying full forest. You know what I'm saying? A mm-hmm. forest or whatever inside. Yeah, I think they still could. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Victor Victoria. Because there are a lot of people that are be in contact with each other. I don't know how they would handle that. I guess that, uh, that I checking temperatures. Think of Victor Victoria. I, what was that? I'm sorry, Victor Victoria, the Julie Andrews, uh, Rob, yes. uh, you know, uh, film that that uh, is it a he, she, and what you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. was all mm-hmm. done in studio. Mm-hmm. It never had outside shots. Everything was done in a studio. 
even the exteriors. No, but I'm saying even the exteriors were done in a in studio. studio. Mm-hmm. They well, I know that built- how Alfred Hitchcock liked to work. I mean, he did some scene. He did some scenes that were filmed on location, but he didn't like doing that. He liked to work in a studio. So I, I can see the appeal because everything's all in one place. It's easier to access. Okay. I know you like horror as well as your husband, and I think your son does too. But I love Hitchcock's Rope. Oh, that Maybe was brilliant! All almost all in one take. Yeah, exactly. And they it, don't uh, do films on, like uh, that anymore. Yeah. They don't do anything. Yeah, it was based on Leopold and Loeb, that case, which is a fascinating well, case. Oh, I'm sorry so, to hear you. No, I said I agree with you. It, they don't do oh, yeah. them anymore. But, I mean, you have a lot of novellas and novels. Is mm-hmm. there a favorite you have that you would love to, some Hollywood to offer you money? Oh, uh, yeah, either Trouble in Thigh-High Boots or Climbing Her Tower. Oh. You know, either one of those, one of the two fairy tales. They're two of my favorites. And Don't Call Me Baby would make a great movie. Yeah, definitely see all three of those. Okay, let me ask you something. Um, okay. The, you've been busy as a writer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there other authors you love to read? Oh, definitely. Well, obviously, I'm listening. I like Joe Lansdale. Hmm? Pardon? I said I'm listening. Okay. Well, I like Joe Lansdale. Um, let me think. Who else? Um, oh, what is her name? Uh, I like Tess Garretson, and she wrote Rosalian Isles. And Janet Ivanovich, she's the one that did the uh, the Stephanie Plum books. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like a lot of mysteries. I'm definitely into mysteries. And horror. Um, well, I always go back and read H.P. Lovecraft because that's inspirational. And Edgar Allan Poe, I read I read him often. Uh, Ray Bradbury, he's one of my favorite writers. He's written some beautiful short stories. And. Um, Right now, that's that's about where I'd stand as far as as books go. I've been reading some nonfiction lately, but um, I'm about to pick up another book now to to read by uh, an author named uh, Mark Lukens. And actually, I want to have him on for a podcast. He doesn't know yet, so if he's listening, he just found out. <laughs> but, uh, he, surprise! He's, he's surprise! Surprise! <laughs> when is this podcast supposed to be? Probably October, like mid-October on a Tuesday. We you know, haven't narrowed down the date yet, but it's definitely going to be in October. Okay. Let me take a few minutes and do okay. a little pro- shameless promotion. You know promotion. this. Promotion, yes. I have a show normally, including this one, and I love talking about it. But uh, I, I think we, I have great stuff coming up and great talent coming up. 
and they should be, other than the lady that's on the mic right now with me, um, I think basically the, uh, you know, she amazes me, and other authors do a pretty good job. <laughs> and so let me give you the schedule. Uh, Marsha Casper Cook is going to have a show with Dina Remmel and Leanne Sondheim Murphy and some guy named Bennett Pomerantz. You might know him. And that will be no, on the 25th of April. Oh, you never heard? Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, that'll be at 8 p.m. on the 25th. Okay. On the 27th, we're going to have Melissa Care. On the 3rd, we're having another legal show because, my God, the phone lines lit up. I couldn't believe how many people wanted to talk to an attorney about with this crisis coming on and on, you know. And so Sarah Steele will be here at the helm with me and we'll be talking legal issues for the uh, pandemic and anything else. On the 10th of September, Elaine Vietz, mystery author extraordinaire, and, um, I'm, you know, she's done so much will be here. And S. Evan Townsend will be here on the 17th. And filmmaker Jean-Marie Spacusa will be here on the 24th. And Nenea Hoffman will be here on the 1st of October. So I've given you guys a, enough fair warning what's coming up. So, I mean, we're talking from the 27th through the 1st of October. And yes, somebody just asked me, is is there more things coming? And I hate to say it. Yeah, we're talking about, Elizabeth and I were talking about this. I'm booked until the 19th of November already. So, you know, it happens. And, you know, and Elizabeth is always welcome to come on this show anytime she wants. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, you know that. Come on. Oh, I know that. But I have to thank you because it's it's just cool. <laughs> well, I, a lot of people say, well, why do, why do you offer her the chance? It's your show. Because I hate to say it, she and Marsha, Marsha Kessler-Cook, and a couple other people are the smartest ladies I know. And I feel like a country bumpkin compared to them, and I, I respect them immensely. Uh, Leanne Sadaheim Murphy is another one that I feel like a country bumpkin sometimes when talking to them because you guys are so smart. And I'm not oh, stupid. I, That's not what we're I know saying. you. You're not a country bumpkin. I mean, you're oh, smarter okay. than you give yourself credit um, for. Ah, oh, damn. I thought you'd let me get off. Going, oh, shucks, ma'am. Wait a second. Oh, Let me try that. Ah, oh, shucks, ma'am. Yeah, okay. So I've done the ah, oh, shucks, ma'am. And nobody believes it, and we're good with that, okay? Okay. Um, do you, okay. This is from Jamie. 
Okay. Jamie H. Okay. Wants to know, are you doing any writing other than the books that are coming out? Hmm. Um, yes, actually. I'm working on a couple of uh, articles for uh, – one of them is for Novel Spot, and another one is for the Erotic Readers and Writers Association. I have a monthly column with ERWA, and I can write whenever I want for Novel Spot, and I'm a little bit behind with them. And so um, I owe them a couple of articles. But, yeah, I, I write articles. Um, I'm going to be doing a blog tour for uh, Happily Ever After. So I'm going to be writing some for that, you know, some extra blog posts. But um, as far as – I don't do any nonfiction at the moment. I, I used to. But um, I'm still working on my horror novel, Hell Time. And I found figured out that I don't like my ending, so I'm going to have to rewrite about a third of the book. And, you know, because it's just too anticlimactic. So I'm going to just ditch the ending and and rewrite that part of the that part of the book. So I'll be at that until the end of the year. So that's, uh, you know, more for me to work on. And two to one, she'll come on a show or two just just for S and G's. And and because I, I, okay, I don't mean this is a funny thing. I love her what she has and you know she is Elizabeth can do almost no wrong and plus I would love you I would love to get her on the show with Lindsay Downs and the both of you just sort of I'll just start it and you I'll just lean back and let both of you get at each other and talk talk. Yeah. yeah I know but I love just doing it that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's fun to what have more, films... guests, more than one guest on at a time. Oh, no, no, no. It's harder for me. I got to juggle, and I hate juggling. Oh, okay. I see. See, I like, and dare I say it, William Shatner had a show called The Raw Edge. And, and you know, Excuse me. Shatner's raw nerve, not raw edge. I'm sorry. And he used to have one guest, and he would sit in one chair or going left, and he would, and they would be on the right, and it would be like 60 minutes. They would look at each other and talk. Mm-hmm. He'd ask him to bring an item from their desk, and he just blew me away sometimes. I mean. Oh, you know, uh, yes. Hmm. I'm sorry. He's that good of an interviewer. He was well. I think that it, there were a lot of questions he had already firmed up with these people before the show, but he had people, and dare I say it, Henry Winkler. This is mm-hmm. long after he was the Fonz. Oh yeah. Uh, he had I heard, Walter, I heard, I heard, he I heard had Henry Walter. Winkler is a joy to work with. I haven't ever had the pleasure, but um, I, I just I get the feeling I would love to get Ron Howard's uh, little daughter, little daughter. She's not that little anymore, but she she would be uh, the one that was in Jurassic Park. I can't think of her name right now to save my soul. Uh, Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce and she. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Who did she she was the one that had high heels. And she went in the mud in high heels. Is this the first row? You know how both of them. Not the different no no. Jurassic Jurassic Park. Yeah. It was the one with um Damn, I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, the actor that was, um, he just, he's married to Catherine Schwarzenegger. I can't think of the name to save my soul. I'll get dirty letters to know. I know. Uh, he also was in uh, Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. He was the captain in Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't think of who he is. I usually know these things. I know. That's why I asked you. Uh huh. That's why I can't remember. Wait a minute. Oh, I can't think of who it is. Yeah, that would be great guests. You mean Chris Pat? You know. Chris Pratt, yes. Chris Pratt. Oh, oh yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Okay. And he and uh, Dallas Bryce Howard or whatever. Dallas, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate when they use these three names. I mean, we all get a middle, or most of us get a middle name. Yeah. And everybody. Well, he was already in Jurassic Park. Yes, Not he was. Not the first name, I don't think. He was Owen Brady. Not the first set, but Jurassic Park when they re-entered the park or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember much of that one. It was so adorable. He was in in Jurassic World. Jurassic World. It was still Jurassic Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was one of the Jurassic Park movies. It wasn't the first one. That's what had me confused. I was trying to okay, remember yeah, who was no, in the that first was one. Sam Neil and uh, that was Sam Neil that was in the first one, and mm-hmm. and Laura yeah. Dern, Laura and um, and That's I'm not one. even looking at IMBB people. I'm doing this from memory, so if I stumble, it's because I'm going a little, you know, trying to think. But mm-hmm. yeah, Sam Neil played the doctor in the first one and the third one. And, of course, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, God. Well, don't forget Richard Attenborough. Oh, well, yeah, he was in the first mm-hmm. one. But uh, Jeff Goldblum. And Samuel L. Jackson before really knew who he was. But I always think it's funny. Jeff Goldblum is now in apartment.com. No, but okay. I have uh-huh. one of what other than Mr. Lansdale, who is your favorite novelist? I know you uh, horror novelist. Oh, Shirley Jackson. I love her novels. Wow. I love her short stories. She's fantastic. She has the best first paragraph of any book that I've ever read. That's The Haunting of Hill House. Absolutely beautiful first paragraph. 
Well, I just I love um, Shirley Jackson's good, but no, I'm mm. I'm, I'm a Ray Bradbury boy. Anyway. I can oh, say it Ray three Bradbury. times. He, he's in the category. Ray of Bradbury, can, can, his stories can be done in the phone book, and I'll just be, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like soft brain as much. I love where they crush a uh, the butterfly effect almost, where they oh, crush. Yeah. yeah, they crush the butterfly and, and change history. Exactly. Yeah, I like and the one, they don't. The lady that I like the one, the lady that was buried in the parking lot, and this little kid kept hearing her singing and and screaming out for help, and then she goes home and her parents don't believe what she's saying because they think she's just playing pranks because she's just a kid, and then she starts singing this song, and one of the guys in the story is like, "Where did you hear that?" Because that's like a private song, and then they go out to the parking lot and dig the woman up, and when I was in high school. I had to translate a story into French, and uh, I chose that story, and I translated the whole thing with pictures into French. And it was like that was, you know, I always, I always liked Ray Bradbury, so it was an honor to do that. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Ray Bradbury is a great guy. I knew mm-hmm. him. Something like Wicked This Way Comes. Oh, God, yes. That's my fa- one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dark. Oh, God, yes. And that gave me nightmares for weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... You know, another okay. one I like is... Another one I like is Richard Matheson. I mean, my, one of my favorite books is Hell House. And, you know, the movie was The Legend of Hell House. Yeah, you know, but I like Duel. Such a great movie. But I like Duel. Oh, yes. Richard. With, but Richard uh, Matheson wrote the original. Yeah, yeah, but that was the TV movie. That was the TV movie. Duel was yeah. originally written by Matheson. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I read it. Uh, you know, oh, so did I. Oh God. And well, for weeks and months after, after seeing the movie, somebody had a truck, and I was so scared of being near them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you so, on that. So let me. I'm sorry. I don't blame you on I that. With being afraid of trucks after watching that movie or reading the book. Do you remember the truck movie that that was not scary? I laughed at it more than I was scared. You mean Maximum, Maximum Overdrive? Yes. You know who the first woman who was killed in that movie was, don't you? No. I'll give you a hint. She's the president's ex-wife, Marla Maples. She plays the first victim in that movie. I always point that out whenever anybody brings it up. (laughs) Marla Maples had a part in Maximum Overdrive. Now, my favorite is when they did the green goblin's face on the truck. Yes. That was very iconic. But, you know, it's like Marvel villain on a truck. Yeah. <laughs> Just when, you know, you expected that. But, okay, does that really get you into a little more horror? 
I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, we're talking about maximum overdrive. And we're yes. talking about dual. And we're talking about other things. Yes. What thrills you to horror stories? Uh, oh, what do I like about them? Um, they're roller coaster rides. Yeah, that too. I can be very scared, but it's in a controlled environment, so I know I'm not going to get hurt. And they're cathartic, so if I'm in a bad mood or something's upsetting me, I just toss on a good horror movie, and by the time it's over, I'm I'm fine. So you know, horror movies are therapy for me. I mean, a lot of people watch comedies and romance. It's not me. I watch horror. And I know a lot of other horror lovers that feel the same way. That is cathartic for them, and it's it's almost a form of therapy. That you know you can keep your demons at, at bay. But I like horror. Okay, I'm going to give you some of my the original Dracula, the original Frankenstein, mm-hmm. the original Mummy. Okay, I like um, the Raven. I love uh, Psycho, mm-hmm. the original Psycho, not not the remake. You like the, you like the classics. You like the classics. Exactly. I like the classics. Now, today, it's blood gush, blood gush. Let's see how much blood we can use. And I'm, Man, I'm uncomfortable. There is that. a lot of that, but you'll find some gems every once in a while if you look hard enough. I mean, I just discovered Extraordinary, and that movie was absolutely fantastic. It's it's Irish. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's foreign, I'm going to like it even more because they tend to look at things the way that Americans don't. So it'll take me by surprise. And Extraordinary certainly did. So I, I highly recommend that one. It's about a woman who uh, she runs her own. Um, she teaches people how to drive, but she's also psychic. She can talk to dead people. So she'll just, uh, you know, she's talking to a haunted garbage pail and a haunted toaster. <laughs> And it's it's a comedy. It's an Irish comedy, a horror comedy, extraordinary. So if you can find that one, I definitely recommend it. It might be on Hulu. So I know it's on one of those. Shows I love. Now. I can't remember which one. One of the one of the ones I like is a, not a classic one, but it's a classic one. It's called Peeping Tom. Oh boy, man, that's a rough one. That's a good movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it, it makes you put it, the blinds it, down on your on your windows after you watch it. It is. It's one of those mm-hmm. kind of. I I think your horror, in your book sometimes, and they don't mean the erotica. I'm talking your horror. Mm-hmm. Your horror. I find more. Yeah, your horror. I find more that towards peeping tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can be pretty brutal in my horror. (laughs) Yes, you can. Wait a second. Can I say that? I write these fluffy romances. (laughs) So, okay, I'm going to ask this. I know your husband, does your husband read your stuff? Not as much as uh, well, it's not so much that I would like him to read it. It's just, I tend to keep it to myself. And but uh, he gives me a lot of support because if I if I have problems with one of my stories, I'll read it off to him. And because as you know, he used to work in the game industry, so he was a producer. So he knows what to look for in plots like that. So if I read something to him that I'm having a problem with, 
they'll point out what the problem is, and then I'm able to tackle it because sometimes I'm so close to the work that I can't see it. And you know, he's he's read some of my stuff, you know, not not so much the novels, but um, I mean, he likes my story infection because I the one of the characters is inspired by him when he stayed in the hospital, and I killed him off, and he just loves that I killed him off in one of my stories. <laughs> Remind me, we'll, we'll uh, we get a R.I.P. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you. We we're talking, or I was talking about some of my favorite horror movies, and I just, mm-hmm. do you have a classic or two that's your favorite? Well, my favorite, uh, some of my favorites would be. Uh, well, I guess it's not really horror. It's more like science fiction. But a science fiction horror, that would be The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original one with Kevin McCarthy. And okay. um, uh, let me think here. Um, Psycho. Well, Psycho I'm kind of partial to. I've, I saw that one in high school. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it in class. Oh, thought in high school. And, um, uh, I also like an, another older one. It's a Hammer film. I like, uh, oh, it's with Ingrid Pitt. Now, what was the name of it? Um, oh, the God. Vampire Lover. There's, it was based, it was based on uh, Jay Sheridan, Luffy's Carmilla. Be steady, my and of course, I, like, I, like, I also Pitt. like Freaks. Remember Freaks? From uh, like Con? the 1930s? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My, that, that's something else. That, that's an incredible movie. Let me ask and of course, I like, I like anything that Dario Argento does, especially Suspiria. I didn't like the remake at all. Yeah, the remake was crap. I can oh, say, yeah. crap, crap, crap. It was so, it was so drab. <laughs> that was the thing that struck me about it. Because, you know, Argento is so colorful you know, with the way he works with filters. And this movie was all black, white, and gray and depressing and not as much fun as, okay. as, as the original. Josh has a question. Let me ask it here. Mm -hmm. He says, what do you think of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Shock Tree? Shock Tree? What was the last one? Shock Treatment, the sequel. Oh, I haven't seen Shock Treatment. I'd like to, but I haven't seen it yet. Rocky Horror, I love it. You've now got two movies on your list to watch. Well, the first time I saw Rocky Horror was in college, and I went to a theater where we had all the, you know, all the the stuff to throw in, you know, the newspaper over your head, and uh, you know, the, the water pistols and everything, and I had a blast. And then later, you know, with one of my friends, because she was a fan of uh, of Tim Curry, so we went to see Amadeus on stage with the original cast. So it was it was uh, Jane Seymour as uh, Constanza. And Mozart was played by Tim Curry, but we both fell in love with Ian McKellen as Salieri, as he stole every scene he was in, even when he was on the stage in the dark, when you're not supposed to see him, he's stealing every single scene. And that that play was amazing. But I've seen I've seen Tim Curry on stage, which was an honor. <laughs> now you can tell you were in showfulness. Okay, no mind. Don't shoot me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but is there a, um, but you never said, what did you think of those? Oh, Rocky Horror. What I think of it? Oh, I I love it. Rocky Horror and Shock Treatment, but you haven't seen Shock Treatment. If I can just interject for one second. 
I think shock treatment is rushed. It's not as good as Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror was refined and overly refined. The Rocky Horror is iconic. I know. Yeah, I'm going to have to track down shock treatment and watch it. I need to track down some John Waters movies because I grew up in Baltimore. (laughs) I mean, I've seen some of this stuff like decades ago, but I need to watch them again, especially Polyester. Because it's like I remember mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I'm like, I know people that decorated their houses like this because I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> he's, he's Baltimore, about as Baltimore as you can get. And you mean you're not going to get hairspray too? Oh, yeah, I'll get hairspray. But actually, the I mean, I want to see polyester again. And uh, what was the other? The one that really, what's the, which one has smell vision Do you remember which one it is? No, I don't. I'm but I do remember Mink's Oh, oh God, do I remember Mink's Oh, yes. And Edith the Egg Lady. Yes. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. But, Lady you Kavan. know, <laughs> you try to talk about horror to most people, and they look at you like you've got four heads. Mm-hmm. That's because you say horror. If you tell people that you write dark fantasy, they have a, a better reaction to it. Like so, I'll tell some people that I write dark fiction or dark fantasy, and even the uh, even the publishers don't quite know sometimes what to do with uh, with a horror designation, because I've seen some that should be horror that I mean they are horror but they're called dark fantasy. It's the same thing for the most part, but um, I mean there's so many sub subcategories within horror that I mean you're bound to please somebody along the line. So. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really a problem with horror, especially now. There's a resurgence. I mean, we have the new uh, the you know, the Haunting of Hell House that was just on uh, Netflix a couple of years ago, and Stranger Things. I mean, that that's the one that brought it all back. And then we have uh, Josh Mallerman's um, uh, Bird Box. I mean, that was another one that that helped to bring horror back into the mainstream. So I, I think it's doing well, and including some really good movies and some really good stories along with the blood, guts, and gore that, you know, a lot of the fans like. I say, I'm not going to say anything bad against that because I like it too. But I I like unusual horror movies, some that are hard to find. Tell me. I'm listening. Hmm. There's one from, it's either Spain or Mexico. I think it's Spain. And it's called The Baby's Room. And it's about this family with a new baby that have one of those baby monitors that's audiovisual. And the guy is seeing an alternate universe within the baby monitor, except the alternate universe is his apartment. So he's wandering around with his baby monitor, walks down his hallway, and he's looking at the monitor, and there's a door in the middle of the hallway. But he looks down in the actual hallway, and there's no door there, so he's wondering where this, this is coming from. And it's, it's just the creepiest movie I've seen in years. And it was one of those uh, horror movies to uh, – I can't remember. It was, it was part of a six-volume a six set that you know goes into uh, – I think it was on Netflix. Because that's how I saw it, and I haven't been able to find it since. Because that, that's a really good one if you can find it. Very, very scary. What do you think of the remake, or I don't know if you've seen it, the remake of The Stand, Stephen King's The Stand? I haven't seen it. Um, 
I like the original, the one with uh, Laura San Giacomo. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. And of course, I read the book, but it was so long ago that I don't remember much of it except you know the whole thing with the with the uh, pandemic, which is what's going on now. So I really should reread it. But you know that that book is a that's an amazing book. I, I think that's that's my favorite Stephen King book next to uh, uh, what's her name? This is something Shortcut, and uh, of course The Shining. As I stayed at the Stanley Hotel, where Stephen King stayed to inspire him to write the novel. I mean, he stayed there, and then I gave him the idea for the novel. And I went there for a writer's retreat, and it was uh, it was you know, the whole the whole area. It's in it's in Colorado. It's in Estes Park, Colorado. The whole town is Stephen King. I mean, it's like it's their tourist thing. They even have they even have beer named after Stephen King in the stories. But yeah, Stephen King is also. You mean one they of my don't have writers. duck beer named after the Simpsons? What's that? I said they don't have Duff's beer named after the Simpsons. <laughs> no, not in Estes Park. I can't remember the names of the beers anymore, but they were quite good. They had a really good IPA. I mean, I think one of them was called the Shining. Maybe it was the Shining IPA or something like that. But it was uh, it was a really clever way of doing it. But the whole town is all about Stephen King, which is understandable. And the uh, the hotel was supposed to be haunted, which I don't really think it is. But and plus, the guy that invented the Stanley Steamer is the one that founded the hotel in the first place. But uh, I'm glad I went. You know, my husband and I we drove across country from Massachusetts to Colorado to get to this. And on the way, we stayed at a, at a haunted hotel and had dinner, but didn't see anything. I tried. I looked. I didn't see anything. <laughs> Damn, and I thought you got that picture of that ghost for me. Oh, I wish I had a picture of a ghost. I would love to get a picture of a ghost. I don't believe. Do remember that I give them your Elizabeth Black email so that your fans can send you a picture of a ghost. Uh, If you don't mind, I'd rather not give my email out over the air like this. It's something I prefer to keep to myself. Okay, well, hope it's not a problem. I, just, I don't I want them, so please email. don't send them to me. <laughs> well, they can find me at my website. I mean, that's easy enough to find, and my email is on there. So if they want to do that, that's an easier way to reach me anyway. And they can sign up for my newsletter. And that would be, be elizabethablack.blogspot.com. What's your website? I'm sorry, elizabethablack.blogspot.com. What I hate so much is I said to somebody, I'd love to see a picture of a spirit. And he got into a skeleton outfit and <laughs> sent a picture. I'm like, no, you know. No, you want a real what I want. You want, you want exactly. one like the brown lady at Rainham Hall. That's what you want. You know, the, the picture exactly. of a staircase with this this figure going down the middle, that's the brown lady of Raynham Hall. I've known that. Either that well. or slime <laughs> or eating hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been slime or eating hot dogs. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. That was a bad Ghostbusters reference. But... No, I caught it. It was a good one, actually. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, they don't always 
they're funny enough, you know. I mean, our horror films nowadays are Ghostbusters and things like that. They're not really going either that or remaking Nightmare on Elm Street again. Yeah, they're talking about, um, well, I've seen rumors, but I think it's just people in wishful thinking, but they want to see Kevin Bacon play Freddy Krueger. I, I could see that. I could see him doing it. He'd be excellent. Well, they got um, What's-His-Face doing it now. I'm trying to think of What's-His-Face. I, yeah, right. I haven't seen the remake, so I, I, I'm not interested in it. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, Robert Jack, Angler. Jackie Earl doing Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Jackie Earl from Stand By Me doing Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, the remakes I usually don't want. Very it really delayed. catches my attention. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward okay. to Death on the Nile. That's a new remake coming out with uh, Kevin Brana. He's going to be playing Hercule Poirot. That I want to see. I'm looking forward to that one. And and uh, Gadol is there. Uh, oh, God. Be steady, my foolish heart. <laughs> Uh, you know, Gadol's there, and they got, oh, yeah. I don't know who mm-hmm. else is in other than Brana. And, yeah, um, he's the only one I know, too. I haven't seen a cast list yet, but I have seen the, the trailer. The one that and was in Hamilton is also, Leslie Odom Jr. is also in it. I think he's Ooh. playing, um, he, he's, uh, you know, he's, Getting to be in both of them. I don't know. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's doing. I'm going uh, to have to read the book before it comes out. I haven't read Death on the Nile. I read most of Agatha Christie, but not that one. Let me ask you a question. That just sure. Another young lady named Elizabeth asked me a question. Do okay. you think films and television will be going back to normal somehow? Yes. Uh, I think Hollywood's working on it now. I mean, I, this is just my personal opinion. I don't know how they're going to be filming. I mean, they might do something like take everyone's temperature when they come in, have people wear masks unless they're filming, still, you know, try to get the crew to stay as far apart as possible. And, you know, when you're on a set like that, it you know, it is kind of easy to stay stay far apart. But, um, yeah, I think it will get back to normal. I just, the thing is, I don't know when. I don't know how long it's going to take. But, uh, you know, there are some films that are filming now. And uh, some that sound really good that are held up because of the virus. Like, I think one of them is, uh, this is going to be great. It's going to be around the world in 80 days. And guess who's going to play Phineas Fogg? I mean, Phileas Fogg. Oh. Guess who's going to play him? David Tennant. David, I want to oh. see that. Now, oh, I know who yeah. David Tennant is. You know who David Tell the audience who David Tennant is. He's the doctor. He's the, I think he's the 11th. He was, he was the one that starred in, um, what's the name of it? Blink. No, no. Blink. He was, uh, I, think he the, I think he was the 10th. Tennant was the 10th. Uh, Matt Smith was oh, the, the 11th. And, uh, yeah, okay. And uh, what's his face for the, the, the 12th? Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Capaldi, yeah. And yeah. Jody's the 13th. Jody Whitaker. I like her. 
I think she's really good. I just wish they would bring the show back soon. Well, it's coming back, supposedly October. Mm-hmm. And I watch a lot of uh, BritBox. That's, that's mostly what we watch. And that's one reason I know about all these British shows. <laughs> I just I just love every single one of them. Okay. I would like you to do me a favor, and only you can sure. do it. Tell them okay. all the books and stuff you have out or coming out soon. Okay. Let's go through the list. First one is Happily Ever After, Twisted Versions of Your Favorite Fairy Tales. That's available now on Amazon. Uh, that's a Kindle. There's, there's, the, the print book isn't out yet. And the next one is Full Moon Fever, which is my paranormal erotic romance with werewolves. And uh, those two are romances. And now is the horror, so that would be the horror zines book of ghost stories and my story the storm appears in that and that's the one that has both, uh, stories by bentley little joe lansdale and elizabeth massey and the other is horror for hire second shift and my story is a job to die for and that book is about horror stories involving the workplace so you know everybody has their own horror story workplace and so this this would be perfect and finally and it's coming out i think around october i haven't been given an actual date but they tend to try to release them around Halloween, at least this one. And it's called Wicked Women, and it's being published by the New England Horror Writers, and my story is called The Fetch. And I just handed in my edits about two days ago, my final edits. So that's going to come out soon. And the whole book is, it's called Wicked Women, and it's all women writers. The The table of contents is all female. The editor is a woman, so everybody who's connected with this is female. So it's a, it's 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 going to be a good book. I'm looking forward to this one. And of course, there's Trouble in Thigh High Boots and Climbing Her Tower, which are my two fairy tales, and they go really well with Happily Ever After coming out about a week ago. So that's what's going on with me right now. I have a lot to, okay. to deal with. <laughs> um, this is from. It's not our Marcia, but another Marcia says. How do you create these things? Oh, I have all kinds of inspirations. Uh, some is personal experience. I also read weird news. I'm on a news aggregator called FARC, and I'll read that sometimes just to get ideas for crazy stories. Or I'll take something that I read, and then I just use it as a jumping point. And I also um, – uh, yeah, it's mainly my imagination where I come up with the ideas for these stories. Right, something will just pop into my head, and I'll just start writing it down, and that's how it usually works out. And also, I get inspiration from reading. That's probably the best way you can get it. So I read short story collections and uh, and novels, and that'll they'll tell me. I, I read the good stuff, so I know how I'll learn how to write properly. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where that stands as far as what inspires me and how I get how I get to writing the way I write. Okay. Thank you, Elizabeth Black, for a wonderful hour. Thank you, too, Bennett. We got to do this more often. I really do. Yeah, this is uh, a lot of fun. I like it. Either that or we got to rent the horror movie from your end and my end. Not stream Mm -hmm. it, but I'm watching the same horror movie, I hope. And you and I chatting. We can do it kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, but we gotta you get, and I we gotta chatting get through it. 
We got to get Ken Gordon well, Ball back was, again. You were here a few weeks ago when Dick was a guest. I love him. Oh, I'd love, I'd love to be on with him again. He's always a lot of fun. Oh, I know he's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And people are still messaging, saying, when is he coming back? When is he coming mm-hmm. back? When is he coming back? So we wanted to make sure that they got all your lovely things coming up. Oh, yeah. And make sure yeah. that if you haven't had the pleasure of reading this lady, you should. Next week, and I say this because I have to do this, next week we have the lovely Melissa Kerr. And on the and the third, we'll have another legal show with Sarah and myself. That's Sarah Steele and myself talking legal issues for the pandemic. And on the tenth, Elaine Veets, mystery author, grandmaster, will be here, and we'll be talking and enjoying. For Elizabeth and myself, thank you oh, well, very thank you much. Too. Good and night. If anybody wants to find me online, I'm on Facebook. Elizabeth Black. I'm very easy to find. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Good. Well, thank you very much. Good guys. night. It's been an honor to be on. Fly right. Be well. Good night. Good night. <laughs>